Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday morning. And now we're going to talk to Jason Logan, Covers.com. We'll get to our lightning bets coming up about 20 minutes. Jason is on the Roman guest line talking to us about all things NFL. Jason, let's start with last night. Monday Night Football, the Chargers take down the Raiders. Well, who did that game say more about for you? Was that about the Chargers and how good they are or about the Raiders and maybe how the 3-0 may have been a little bit of a mirage there? Um, maybe a little bit of both. Let's say a little bit of both. With the Chargers, what, what I really wanted to see over them, especially over the last two weeks, was if they could start converting those red zone tries because they were doing everything else right, but they just weren't getting it into the end zone. They had great success against the Chiefs, uh, and they were able to score some points last night. However, the wheels did wobble a bit at the end. I, I didn't know if we were if they were going to charger that game or not. Um, and with Las Vegas, I mean, I was a little higher than most with people on Las Vegas coming into the season, but I, I, you know, after so many close calls and nail-biting games, I knew that they just weren't as good as their record there. So I think it was a little bit of both for those two teams. Uh, Jason, uh, all the noise, all the chatter this morning in the National Football League, it's about the Jaguars, what's happening behind the scenes, what are they going to do with uh, So <laughs> normally in handicapping, you, the first thing you would uh, point out with the way the schedule set up is, well, you, you got a little extra prep time. I guess not when Herb's hanging out in Ohio. Now he's, he's canceling meetings earlier in the week. Now he's meeting with ownership. Who knows if he's going to be the coach on the sideline on Sunday. Are, are we at a point right now, and I know Trevor Lawrence clearly looked better against the Bengals, uh, his best game so far this season, but are we at a point where if, if the Jaguars are, you know, I, I don't know, dogs by four this week against the Titans, if that number is inside of a touchdown, do we have to consider fading this team? Uh, I th- Well, I, I always say, you know, teams will get so bad that they actually become good bets, and we might not be there with the Jaguars right now, and there's a lot of that. Uh, obviously, the, the off-field stuff is, is a bit unsettling. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a little cautious of the Jaguars this week just because of what the Titans have going on. You would think like a loss to the Jets would be a slap in the face of the team, but it's a tough spot for them. They're playing their second straight road game. It's their three road games in four weeks. Uh, I believe they have the Bills on tap for a Sunday night game next week. So there's a lot of situational angles working against here. And, um, you know, while, while the off-field stuff can be a bit distracting, you know, it, it, the play is, and the bets are settled what, what, for what happens on the field. So I'm not, uh, I'm not pulling the plug on the Jaguars just yet. Jason, that was a good one here. The Rams traveling to Seattle. Rams coming off the loss at home to Arizona. Seattle went to San Francisco and won. So things kind of evened out in this NFC West here. Rams a point-and-a-half favorite on the road in Seattle. Short week, the total 54-and-a-half. So it looks like it could be a high-scoring game. What's, what's your lean? What's your read on this game with Stafford's first game uh, against Seahawks as a member of the Rams? Yeah, and it's a rare spot for Seattle, too, because we, we don't normally see them as home dogs in the regular season, and it's actually happened just nine times since Russell Wilson showed up there in Seattle. Uh, they've gone 6-3 and three ATS in those games, but if you remember last year, the Rams just put a beating on him. Uh, he had a QBR of, of just over 74 in their two matchups. And they played them in the playoffs, and he took 16 total sacks in those three matchups last year. So, uh, But I will say the Rams' defense is not the same defense as it was last year. They're giving up some bigger games. They're allowing teams to go on some longer drives. And the Seahawks' defense is just terrible. We know that. So, like you said, the total here, 50, 54 and a half. It could easily be a shootout with these two QBs. Yeah, and Sunday night, another terrific primetime match in the Chiefs right now at FanDuel. Uh, it's KC minus three at Arrowhead total of 56 and a half. Highest total we've seen this year. It might be the highest total mm-hmm. that we're going to see all year long. Uh, what are you thinking here? 
Yeah, I, I like Buffalo. Uh, I know most places are a plus two and a half right now. I just said Vandal out there. I think you can get plus three minus 120. You can go and buy the plus three minus 130 if you want. But I, I like Buffalo here. They should win this game, but they could be their own worst enemy if they don't kind of pace themselves. The offense has been among the fastest in the league in terms of seconds per play. But I think they're going to have to pump the brakes a little bit and chew up uh, this awful Kansas City defense. Don't let Mahomes on the field. Just it, It's one of those things that sports betters only say. And it's like, don't score too quickly. And that's what Buffalo has to be careful of is just scoring too quickly. It sounds funny. Um, and as good as these QBs are, the running games have been pretty sound for both teams. You know, the Bills have been able to move the chain. Uh, they got a nice combo there. And, and then the Chiefs over the last few games have been, really, uh, been, been able to put up some big yards. I think they had 200 yards against the Eagles. So it may turn into a game of keep away with the two quality QBs there. Um, you know, and folks kind of downplay who the Bills have beaten over the last three weeks. But they didn't just beat those teams. They absolutely decimated those teams. And they covered some beefy spreads in the process. And quite honestly, we haven't seen Kansas City be dominant like that in a long time. I think you have to go back to like week eight of last year when they put it on the Jets to, to see them actually run through a team. So I like Buffalo. And because uh, I, I think the QB matchup is a bit overhyped and the running games are kind of uh, a bit under the radar, I like the under in this one. I like the under 56 and a half. Jason Logan, Covers.com, joining us here talking NFL Week 5, which starts Thursday night with the Rams and the Seahawks. Jason, you wrote a little bit about some of the early line movement this week. Which one stood out to you? What's really, when you kind of wrote that and dove into it, what stood out to you about some of the the line movement we've seen early this week? Um, Well, I think the one that jumped out to everyone was the Arizona line move, which was like minus four to minus five and a half. and, And there's those injury concerns with the Niners, which may or may not be as bad. Um, while it was a point and a half jump, it's not as notable because it, it just kind of went through some dead numbers. It wasn't really moving off of anything, anything, any key. Uh, the total for the Monday night game between the, the Ravens and the Colts, that's one that caught my eye. It opened as high as 48 and a half, and it's come down to 47. And I kind of took my time and, and waited it out. And I bet the over at 47, and I'll probably bet it again if it goes to, to, to 46 uh, and a half. Indianapolis, is, this is their third straight road game. It's a rare spot for teams. Uh, but their offense is starting to come around. They started the season behind schedule because of all the all the injuries in the summer. They didn't get any preseason reps, um, and, and they're starting. Like I said, they're starting to get some gain some traction there. Baltimore got some bodies back in the passing game last week. They're playing at home for just the second time this season, so I, I expect more points from this game than than what the totals out there right now. The line for the London game was a little bit of a head scratcher as well. Atlanta will open minus three and a half on a neutral site in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, but if you took this game to Atlanta, they would be like a minus five and a half, minus six and a half, which seems like a lot for this team to be giving, considering just how god awful spotty they are. Um, it, it definitely is a kind of a stock up, stock down game with the Jets coming off a win. And we've seen it actually tick down to Atlanta minus three at some places. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going on that one. It's an early one. So maybe, I don't know if I'll get to sleep in or not on that one. But uh, yeah. the other the other line that I'm looking at here is Cowboys uh, open minus seven and a half and tick down to minus seven quickly. And you're seeing New York minus 115 out there, which kind of indicates that there could be a move to six and a half. Um, you know, the G-men could be easily three and one right now. They have a couple of really close losses. Daniel Jones, uh, the dude looked like Drew Brees last week, just lighting up the Saints. He didn't face a lot of pressure in that game. And Dallas is not a, a super heavy blitz team. They haven't brought, brought a lot of pressure. And then, like, John Ross didn't take any time finding his spot in that office. Galladay had his biggest day as a giant. Saquon Barkley is back. Uh, so this is one of those games that, that, that uh, maybe you want to grab the Giants right now before this ticks under the, uh, the touchdown. 
with JasonLoganCovers.com. This is BetQL Daily. And uh, if people are into trends, you guys keep this updated over at Covers.com. Um, I think the most aspect to the first month of the season is what we're seeing out of road teams. They have a winning record straight up, 33-31. and 31. Uh, They are covering as road favorites 60% of the time, not as much as road dogs, only at 45% of the time. But um, that used to, years ago, many of us used to start our handicapping with, well, you got three points for being the home team. And that's completely flipped. Uh, Why do you think uh, the home crowds don't have the impact that they once did? Um, It's tough to say. And we yeah. got a really good sample size there last year when there was little to no fans in the stand. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, traveling is a lot easier than it was back in the day. You know, teams have their own private jets. They can get in and out. They're staying in nice posh hotels. Um, I think just the process has been fine tuned. And then uh, of course, everyone wants to point to like the, the better sleep patterns and stuff like this and having right. all these doctors there. So, Maybe the stress of being on the road isn't what it was when, you know, guys were living out of suitcases and stuff like that. They can get back and forth across the country a lot easier than, than they did before. So, so maybe that's it. Um, you know, and I think maybe fandom, too, is kind of spread out. You look at the, the Chargers. Like, the Chargers haven't, and they haven't had it since, you know, even back going back to San Diego. They haven't had a home field advantage in forever. You know, against Dallas, half of that stadium was in blue. We saw a ton of Raiders fans there last night. So, you know. Fandom may not know its same boundaries as it did before in the past, too. Earlier in the show, about some teams already have changed, or we've changed our minds about, or we, we like a little more than we thought we would, or maybe we're, we're starting to fade them a little bit and not like them as much. Who is that for you? Like a team like Arizona, obviously, we're all impressed for now. The Chargers, for me, I look at it and I say, why not? Like, why can't they make a deep run and do some big things this year? Who's a team for you that you've already kind of changed your, your thought on, your mind on, from where you were at the beginning of the season? Maybe, and I'll say maybe change my mind for the worst was Minnesota. I expected that defense to be a lot better and be quite outstanding, and it really hasn't. And this team hasn't been able to kind of put together a really good offensive performance and a good defensive performance to just kind of get one or the other, and they're, and they're totally falling on our expectations. I mean, you look at the results, and they, they could be 4-0 if they catch a couple breaks. But, you know, when those close calls keep going the other way, Maybe it's not bad breaks. Maybe it's just bad preparation. When I say luck favors the prepared, so maybe maybe it's just bad preparation. Maybe they're just not as good as we expected. But the defense for Minnesota, uh, I'm starting to starting to scrunch my nose up against that. Uh, Jason, we hit on five uh, big games of the week and the line movement happening early on uh, before limits really mm-hmm. go up. Or uh, early on here, are there any other games we have not hit on? Any sides that you're pretty sure that you're going to be on come Sunday? Um, other than the, you know what I like, I, like I said, I like the bills. I haven't really gone too far down the hole. I bet Arizona based just on the, I knew that line was going to move. So I jumped on that one early. Um, now I write this underdogs column and, um, we're seeing a lot of underdogs that we normally don't see as underdogs. We get teams like Cleveland right now, which were, they were one point, uh, road favorites. And then LA went out and had a nice win last night. And now they're plus one see the Bills getting points, you see Seattle getting points. So there's a lot of teams out there that are kind of pups in a blue moon. So there's a good opportunity for that. But um, outside of those, outside of the initial Bills action and the, and the Arizona action, um, it's still still digging in here. 
Jason, how about teaser potential? Teasers have been pretty good the last few weeks. If, you, if you're on the right side of these, you pick the three or four best ones, even two or three. You could have more. Um, you, you could have a, a pretty nice teaser each Sunday the last couple weeks. Any for you moving forward to week five? Any potential games for a teaser? Um, I'm not a huge teaser guy. I usually get roped into them uh, because we'll have <laughs> kind of a healthy teaser competition within our editorial staff. And yeah. I, get, I get sucked into those. But, I mean, there, there's a few big favorites out there that you can walk through. And if you're, you know, they always say in teasers, you want to bust through those key numbers. So a team like Minnesota is seven and a half out there. You know, you can walk it down to one and a half. You can get through seven, six, and three. You can do that with Baltimore and Dallas right now, push them through all those key numbers. I don't mind taking Cleveland from plus one up to plus seven uh, with the Chargers playing on a short week. And, and I, I am in love with that over on the Monday night game. I'm going to ride or die on that one, I guess. I can take that one down from 47 to 41 and go over. So. There you go. Features uh, earlier in the week, we, we as the market resets with everything, the various awards, conference, division, Super Bowl odds, anything of interest? Um, I'm not a huge futures fan. For me, I don't know. I, I, one, I just I hate tying up money that long, and then two, I hate looking in my in my uh, you know uh, current bets and seeing a bunch of stuff still there. I don't know. I just like a nice tidy tidy bet flip there but for me uh, it is, it is know, annoying when i'm looking really, at my pending wagers it is annoying that uh, i have to keep monday, scrolling why do i have yeah, yeah <laughs> why do i have eight bets and it's monday morning like what's going on here and you're like all right wnba futures right <laughs> um but I'm, I'm not a i'm not a big fan of futures but uh, this is a great time of year right now to kind of buy low on a lot of teams teams that may have started slow uh, or, or other teams uh, kind of up against them, maybe in the division of the conference or started really fast. So I think the Rams for me are one of those teams. I really like them to win the NFC this year. You can get them around five to one right now. Um, like I said, the defense isn't performing as well as it has in the past, but you know, they still have all those guys. And the offense is, I think is only going to get better. Um, as Stafford gets more reps there. And uh, so I think the Rams plus 500 now, not a bad one. I do have an MVP, MVP bet on Dak Prescott. I got him at 15 to 1 uh, before the season started. He's at 8 to 1 right now. It's tough to say that he's not the most valuable considering how well every aspect of that team clicks when he's under center. And it, you only have to go back to last season to kind of see what the evidence is on the other side of that. So it's pretty clear for me that Dak can compete. So. Good stuff. There he was. JasonLoganCovers.com. Jason, we appreciate Roman guest line, get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go get go to getroman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's get that's roman.com slash betql. Coming up on the other side, it is time for lightning bets. We have a baseball playoff game tonight. Some NFL to look forward to. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. This is BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BeckQL Network.